phone Detroit, you're not number one Why are you cocky like your time has come? What kind of pills are you on? Vikings kept hell And nobody's coming to help Your QB did this by himself His contract hurts their personnel Oh, in this world It's just us Done in the books, and the Bears have a large man to protect our king, JF1. Thank God that finally happened. We can sleep easy. Now what? Well, we'll look back at all 10 picks and give us the best comps you will hear anywhere on the interwebs. That's for damn sure. And we'll look at the rivals in the NFC North, see how they did. Plus, much, much more. Grease Tank's back. Yeah, baby. Zip dogs, we love you. Whispering words of nonsense, and it's free. Boing, 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 boing. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero Zerodox, it's May of 2023, and I'm here with my friend, my co-pilot. His name is Dan Doinks. This is Zero Doinks, the world's weirdest bears podcast. How are you, Dan? You look fresh. You look clean. <sighs> I'm great. Thanks so much for asking. Happy May to you. Um, mm-hmm. May Day. Yeah. May 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has risen. And by he, I mean Ryan Poles has risen from, I guess he wasn't dead. The Bears were dead. The Bears have risen to the top of the NFC North. We're going to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, This draft was hot. It was heavy. It was horny. It was wet. Sponsored by Brooks Brothers. It was all of those things. And, oh, my God, are we going to deep? Deep so dive, dive oh, we're so deep, deep. We're gonna so... deep so dig. We're gonna deep so dig on this bill. I can't wait to deepen it so hard. Oh man, so many hams slapping <laughs> already before the show. This is gonna be red hot, Dan. Why don't we wrap around the bend and get weird, huh, buddy? Let's do it. Let's deep dig. Yes, there's a shock. <laughs> <laughs> But two days off of the end of the 2023 NFL draft. It was so hot. It was heavy. Like Dan said, erotic. I don't think you use those words, but that's what you were dancing around. Let's 
talk, before we uh, dive into all 10 Bears picks, let's talk about how the draft started, how you felt leading up to the Bears at the time, number nine pick, the emotions that a Dan Doinks was feeling. Let's let's talk about it, Dan. So I assume you watched the draft. I know you did. We were texting. Um, how thrilled were you when the Panthers drafted a dwarf at number one? <laughs> I was... I mean, that was the only sure thing, I think, of the whole draft is that that was happening. Um, I feel pretty good about the Panthers being terrible and the Bear, and we're going to get a great pick next year. So I don't know that Bryce Young's going to be bad, but that team's not going to be great. So, yeah, the Dwarf, I get it confused. I can never remember if CJ's the, the tiny one or Bryce's. It's Bryce, right? He's the <laughs> oh, tiny yeah. one. Yes. CJ's the... Uh, the mentally handicapped guy that we heard about all last week. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Apparently didn't matter. Right. Right. True. Yeah. Bryce. I remember I was texting with you going into the week last week. That's and right. I was like, I just heard on the radio that Bryce Young's under six feet. I could have sworn that he measured at six and you're like, no dude, I think he's five, <laughs> not or five ten at most. And he looked every bit of five, nine and three quarters. It was he, he's a wee man for, for an NFL player. So you're saying when he came out to shake uh, Goodell's mm-hmm. hand, he looked real. I, I didn't see that, but Goodell's pretty big, isn't he? Isn't he pretty yeah. tall? I think uh, yeah. that does probably not do him any favors, but um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, who he cares? could thrive. Kyler Murray's a midget, right? And, oh, mm-hmm. sorry. A little person. I don't think you can say that. I was told this weekend. You can't say that anymore. Okay. Um, do you know that? Uh, you, you I mean, probably I'm, did. No, I didn't. I, I, I don't know if dwarf was right or wrong either. I feel like is that I wrong? Feel like, too? What's I what's feel like right? you're double. I think you're double canceled for that. I think that's oh no, like double not okay. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but... sorry for anybody <laughs> that is in our viewership and listening ship. Definitely viewership because we're all over the YouTubes. Yeah, we don't mean to insult. We we just we're a couple of idiots that can't keep up with the times. Does uh, Spotify or whatever me- that measures uh, metrics? Do we have average height of of listeners? We don't. We don't. We should. Okay. Um, yeah. No, we just know your gender, and we're coming for you, Bud Lights. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. we, yeah, it's hard to say. It's, it's uh, yeah, we know age, generally age, gender, and the state and or country of origin. Mm. Okay. That adds up. That adds up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's a wee man, but, yeah. you know, the pick two, I guess, was up in the air. A lot of yeah. Will Levis talk, which hilarious. He just drops completely out of the first round. I mean, Red Flag City, the guy's just eating spoonfuls of mayo and eating bananas with the peel, uh, uh, is he should be in prison. So, yeah. you know, I thought for sure he was going to end up at, with the Colts. Like, he seems like such a Colts guy. Yeah. Um, but he didn't go to the Texans. They did the smart thing. They got two picks in a row. I, I liked what the Texans did. That mm-hmm. was That was fantastic. I have no idea what they gave up for it, but. They have like no more first round picks for like the next five years. Do you do you know? I don't know exactly. I know that next year's number one is definitely gone, and I think 
people on the radio were like, oh, that's going to backfire. But you know what? That's a tomorrow problem, right? It's the Houston right. Texans. Does anybody really give a fuck about the future if you live in Houston? No, of course not. You're still stuck in the past, right? It's right. Texas. It's Texas. It's Texas. You don't, don't get your hands off our guns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty red hot. I'd feel really great coming out with uh, – yeah, a quarterback that seems pretty good and the best defensive player in the draft. I would, I I'd, yeah. I'd be okay if I were a Texans fan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think Anthony Richardson going to the Colts was was a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think that seemed like the Levis spot. I would have <clears throat> lost money on that for sure. Uh, but good for them. I think it was a bit out of the norm. Like the dude with the huge upside, but could absolutely be terrible. Uh, and then. The fifth pick rolled around, and I want to know what your emotions were at that point. Oh, man. I was I was dying to not see Devin Witherspoon in Detroit. Yes. I didn't care where else he was going to end up. I just did not want to see him as a lion. That would have been a perfect fit. I, I placed, a, as you know, a, a, a free wager on barstool to have Witherspoon drafted number five by the Seahawks. I didn't believe in it because I thought that seems way too high. Uh, there was, it was, it was to, to put, to put, you know, it was, it was more of a signal to Pete Carroll to say, Hey, you should really consider this. I couldn't <laughs> believe it when they actually did. I was so excited. I was so happy for him. I was so happy for Bears fans, whether they knew it or not, just an absolute bullet dodged. And should be a good fit for uh, for Seattle. Um, he looked pretty small too. He's six feet, but he looks he looked very He's slight skinny. on stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he needs very to skinny. Put on some lbs for sure. But I love that he was the first cornerback off the off the board. He is he is an awesome football player. I was kind of hoping he'd be in the AFC, but I'm just glad he is not in the NFC North. Yeah, that was. I was also very worried he was going to end up in Detroit and just shove it down our throat. Because uh, they were at six, correct, the Lions? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do you think they traded out after that? That sort of buckled them, and they're like, fuck it, just move back. We're, we'd prefer to move back and take a weird running back. Yeah, I kind of think so. I mean, they were they and, and uh, Witherspoon were tied to, like, every professional mock draft I saw out there. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything, but maybe it's like, all right, if he's not there, then auto auto trade back with the trade we already have set up. That would have been yeah. great if they stayed there and took Gibbs, though, at number six. I think that would have been <laughs> even more hilarious than them, than uh, picking him at 12 or wherever they ended up with right. uh, a running back that was not Bajan Robinson. Very confusing. But who did they um, who they trade with? To Arizona. Six? That's Arizona. Right. Yeah, and they traded up to get Paris Johnson, which, whatever, fine. Yeah, kind right. of a boring pick there. They might be the worst. I, I think they're the worst team in football next year. The Cardinals, they're going to be horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seven Raiders go Tyree Wilson. I have literally have zero opinion on that. Do you have any feelings on that? I was um like, on paper seems amazing. He reeks like a bust though, doesn't he? Like he's like the the perfect football body, and then he's coming off a brutal foot injury, and. Yeah, he was productive, right. but like, I don't know. He's not Will Anderson. So that I was a little nervous that that was going to be the Bears guy. We would have talked ourselves into it, but right. uh, I'd feel a little squeamish <laughs> if I were a Raiders fan. That's the that's 
exact I mean, I think I said this right when the season ended that six to ten range is just kind of a weird spot to be in where there's talent, but you're you kind of missed out on the top the for sure guys. You could be reaching just to be like, Oh, we just we just need this. He's an athlete. You could talk yourself into it. The Bears have been there many times with oh, yeah. Kevin White and Roquan and guys like that in that range, Leonard Floyd. Yep. Um Falcons take uh Robinson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I think they still suck, but yeah. I don't know. Kind Would of they, exciting, I, mean, I guess. Ritter is that is that their Desmond Ritter is that their quarterback? They're just they're just yeah. rolling with that. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, don't know about that. Yeah. Go Cincy Bearcats. <laughs> we got one of those. We'll get to him yeah later. for sure. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, bears. That was that was the, weird. Yeah, and then the bears were up. Yeah, were you bears. so that so when that happens, you see Carter still on the board. You see him looking a little uh, disheartened in the green room. Were you thinking, "Fuck, we're gonna get him"? Like, yep. yes, that would be amazing. Or are you thinking, "Oh boy, we might get him," and I'm feeling weird. Like, where where was a Dan Doink's head at that moment? I wanted Carter. I'll just say it. I wanted Carter. I know it's like the the riskiest move for the bears. And, you know, the more you think about it and what actually happened, he's Jalen Carter is going to thrive with the Eagles, with all that veteran, all those veterans on that defense to sort of keep his ass in check. Bears could not provide that for him. I think he would have absolutely fizzled in Chicago. So I understand why the bears didn't do it, but God, that would have been, that would have been fun and annoying all at the same time. I could just, I could hear like every radio show just talking shit about him up until the season. So, um, I get it. I, I, but I wanted Carter at that spot and then trading back one, one spot. I don't, I'm fine. Like no harm, no foul. I, people, Bears fans were upset. It's like, why didn't you get more? It's like, who cares? They clearly weren't taking Carter. They got something out of it. Um, it wasn't the great, like, you weren't getting a first round pick next year for moving up one spot. I don't really know why the Eagles did it. I mean, good job by polls, like spooking the Eagles somehow into thinking they were going to miss out on Carter. So I, um, I was fine with it at the end of the day, but if Jalen Carter ends up being awesome, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little bummed. What, 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 what did you think in the moment? Um, my heart sunk when I saw we were trading at that okay. moment because I, at that point, I totally convinced myself that Carter and the Bears were happening. I couldn't believe that he was still on the board. Right. Um, and then, and then when I saw him picked by the Eagles, and then this is a really probably stupid take, and I saw like his reaction and like him on stage, I, I thought. I think this guy might be a bust. <laughs> just like he was like acting so weird, totally stupid take. But yeah. I was like, God, he's, he doesn't, he kind of seems like broken or something, like something weird. Yeah. And so I was like, so then I felt relief that it was, first of all, that I just felt relief that we only went down one spot. I was, yeah. when my heart sunk to like that feeling, I was like, oh fuck, like where We're are gonna we going to end up? We're going to miss a tackle. We're going to, you know, who knows, right? Um, yeah, and I guess... At the time, too, I think the WhatsApp chat was like, oh, I bet we got a haul for that. And then we got a fourth rounder. I was like, eh, I don't think that's a haul. Uh, but then the 
whatever that draft equation that the points it's like that's exactly the value for dropping from nine to ten it was worth okay. a fourth rounder so it's like all right that's fine i saw some bears fans on twitter that were so upset they're like for a guy like carter you should have had more value and i'm thinking obviously I don't know how much he may have dropped a lot further had the Eagles not had that, like you said, that perfect situation for him. Who knows where he would have ended up? Like that's, that may be the only spot. Like if Pete Carroll thinks that a guy like that can't, like can't fit in his locker room or Dan Campbell, where he would have been a perfect Detroit lion at number six. Like when Detroit traded out of six, instead of grabbing Carter, I thought, there might be a problem here. It might Jaylen be a problem. Carly. Yeah, what don't we know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I went uh, full gamut of all the emotions at that point. Uh, and I guess at this moment sitting here a few days later, like I think I'm pretty relieved. I'm a little nervous for him. Like what else is going to come out now that now that he's – I don't know. And maybe he'll be fine. Maybe he'll be incredible and he'll be a great citizen. But you said it perfectly with this bears team not necessarily the franchise but like this team in 2023 that would not have worked it wouldn't no. have worked Mm-mm. it would which is too it bad been real... which is a bummer for sure um yeah i it's i think he's gonna be awesome in philly and i think they're gonna be awesome and it's only because they have those veterans there that it will be like dude pull your shit together like you're pro now i mean Imagine like Travis Gibson trying to tell Jalen Carter, like, get your ass going. He's be like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. So um, what? where were you at? Was Okay, so we land at 10. Yep. Now we're on the clock. Where yes. Where did you think the Bears were going? Definitely tackle. I did not want Skaronsky at that point. I did not want him. And I the know tiny arms was, scared yeah, you. I, I was I was nervous that like everything I'd read leading into it was like, yeah, you could try him at tackle, but he's probably a guard. Like he's probably a guard. Yeah. You can try him, but he's probably a guard. It's like I don't want a guard at ten. I want a tackle at ten. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if he's left or right and whatever. Like I feel like you can always find a guard at some point. We haven't found a good tackle since you and I have been adults, I feel like, <laughs> with the Bears. And that's absolutely pathetic. Hopefully, Braxton Jones excluded. We'll see. But, like, I was very um, super boring pick. But, like, I was I, I was totally okay with it. I, I wanted to be thrilled up my leg, but totally fine with it. That's the right guy for me over Skaronsky given the need at right tackle. We don't need a right guard. We need a right tackle. Maybe he could be a left tackle. We don't know. What about you? Where where was your where was the Dan Doinks at that moment? But I know you had you had predicted Skaronsky. I know really upset. I, I know. Uh, so I thought we were going Skaronsky. I will say my fir- my first reaction uh was did we just take a fucking right tackle in number top ten? Um, but now that we've gotten away from it a little bit, um, love the pick. I, I, I'm a Bears fan. Like, every, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but you know, I think he's, he seems he's going to, he's, you plug him in. He's there day one. Like there's no mystery. And I actually hope they don't move him to left tackle. Cause if he's, he's comfortable at right, let's just block that up and, and build everything else around it. Um, he, he's, you know, 
he played and he's he's awesome. He's just he's the best right tackle in the country. I mean, I don't know yeah. if there's any, any there's no there's no like oh he's a fucking guard he's you know the Skaronsky stuff. Uh, I did you know the same move like once Skaronsky once we didn't take him and then he got drafted what yeah. like three after us I was like oh he's gonna be terrible <laughs> he's yeah. gonna be awful. Yeah. <laughs> they even they even called him a guard. I think when they announced yes. it they're like he's a guard. So yes. they didn't even fuck around with like oh you're a tackle whatever. So like that would have pissed me off if we would have drafted Skaronsky and they would immediately been like, oh, he's a guard. Like, nope, that's not what you should be doing. Yeah. yeah so, by the way, he's a guard. Yeah, by yeah, the way, Dane Brugler uh, had him in his guard category. Didn't even put him as a as a tackle and in the beast. Like for oh, me, I'm like, that's no, that's not good. That's not great. And he could be awesome. He could be one yeah. of the best guards ever. But you know, right? I think he played in the SEC. And he played incredibly well against Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Like, what more do you want? The top two defensive players, you know, D D linemen, rush guys in the draft, and he 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 handled them with ease. So, uh, I'm I'm super happy with it. It's it's not sexy, but very necessary for this terrible Bears team. That's true. Yeah, give up zero sacks in in the SEC in against anybody that played, but against pros. Yeah. How do, you, yeah, how do you give up no sex? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I, I couldn't believe it. And he saw, like, I know, taking a step away, like, oh, my God, it was so fucking boring. And it's not like you and I are watching Tennessee tape of offensive right, linemen. Right. And, and, but, like, the more you think about it, it's, it's like, okay, what is, what was the main complaint we had all last year during Zero Doink's post-game stuff? Pass protection of Justin Fields, keep him alive, right? It's like, and we yeah. solved the biggest issue in yep. a boring pick, but Jesus Christ, man, he's 6'5", 330, and he like, and he's more athletic than, than he's a like beast. some tight ends. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, yeah, he, uh, with, yeah. I, I will say, I mean, I, I am a little nervous that we're putting all of our eggs into the Braxton Jones basket. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's bad. He's not a total liability, but he's not great. It just makes me nervous. But I don't I we it was a pick we had to make. Mm-hmm. Paris Johnson probably would have been my number one if he was still there. That would have been my number one pick, but um so be it. We we move on. We move on. We got our right tackle and it's hard to it's hard to uh be upset with that. So it is. It is. And I, I referenced uh, Dane Brugler. Um, you and I like looking at some pros and cons and a variety of, uh, of uh, I don't even know, sources. Is that is that what we can even yeah. say? Like we like to do it, like to do it in retrospect. We definitely don't prepare for it. As if you listen to our last episode with the mock draft, <laughs> we didn't know who we were picking. But it is fun looking back now. Um, I looked at a couple of things here. Uh, first of all, shout out Peter, our buddy with Average Cheese. He does a UK and Ireland draft guide every year. So I dipped into his waters oh, nice. a little bit to see kind of what he said about some of the Bears guys. We'll start, obviously, with Darnell right here. Um, the one thing Peter said, like, yeah, you put him in right away. He's your long-term starter right away. He's, he's gotten better every single year. And the one thing that I heard was... Um, he sw- and you may have heard this on the radio this week too. I think it was his offensive line coach that said he switched from left to right in 2022 only because 
they had a transfer coming in that could only play left for whatever reason. Oh. And so Wright's like, that's fine. I'll, I'll play right. And then he was unbelievable at right. <laughs> so it's not that he can't play left, but like yeah. you said, I, yeah, that's fine. Like he's obviously awesome at right. Let's hope to God Braxton Jones or whoever his eventual replacement will be, uh, yeah. will be a bookend forever in, at left, hopefully Braxton Jones, and you don't even have to touch it, touch him. And then there was an anonymous source in Dane Brugler that said, uh, uh, what did he say? Oh, no, this is what Brugler said. I just love some of this stuff. He stays square, relying on his stout anchor. <laughs> I love that. Stout anchor. Thought that was fantastic. Out anchor. Shout out anchors bought by a Spotify uh, podcast. Yeah. So you know, uh, thank you. Anchor, we made a little money out of that, right? Oh God, oh, yeah. yeah, we were yeah. shareholders. So those are a couple pluses that I that I loved reading back. And I don't know if you saw any pluses or minuses in your in your yeah. post draft research. Yeah. So I enjoy you know the weaknesses mostly just because they fucking crack me up. Um, one of them it's just a this is from NFL.com. More of a catcher than puncher. Just sounds like a weird sex thing. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, might need a shallow pocket to hold up at pass pro. That could be a problem. More bear hugger than technician at point of attack. That was a sign right there that the bears were taking them. Oh, yeah. Um, is this some strengths? His feet appeared much calmer in 2022. Good job, feet. Thanks for staying calm. Yeah. Thanks for staying calm, feet. Tap, tap, tap with my feet. I'm a right tackle. Hi, I'm Darnell. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not the weaknesses aren't very scary on here. Um, very little bend in it, in his two point stance. Okay, fine. Who cares? Fine. Yeah, shows confusion against twist. Okay. What? All right. I think you could you could work on that. Yeah, I think so. I think that yeah. that sounds fine. I. Uh... Yeah, one of the only things I put in the negative column was that Brugler rated him as his uh, number four tackle, which also made no sense because then go back and he did Skaronsky as a guard. So it made no sense. So really he was okay, his number yeah, three tackle. Sense. So it, it was very confusing. So uh, that's fine. Yeah, Paris Johnson, he liked Bradrick, Broderick Jones out of Georgia a little bit better than Wright. Okay. Uh, but I think – like the main negative when you look at those two, it sounds like people think Jones could be better long term. Like he's got a higher ceiling uh -huh. where right you put him in tomorrow and he's your guy for the next decade. I'm fine with that guy. Give me give me I'm, that I'm guy. Too. Yeah. Uh I just so Bill, I just I just pulled up just kind of just did a quick scan of where he's from and all that. He's from Huntington, yeah. West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Uh wasn't familiar with Huntington, uh, but so I did a little quick search of who's a, a famous, uh, notable, I want to say alumni resident, people mm -hmm. from Huntington, West Virginia. I'm out of practice here. It's fine. Uh, there was someone who was from there whose name was Diamond Teeth Mary. She was a blues singer who had okay. diamonds put into her two front teeth. Oh, boy. From like the 1930s? Some, some, she was old. Um, how does that work? How does that work? I don't know. I think you have to forfeit corn on the cob the rest of your life. That would be I my guess. So. She had to. She, I, I did read. I don't remember the exact, but she had to have them removed to help pay for a home of some sort for her family. Uh, wouldn't that hurt? Yeah, 
That sounds terrible. Sounds like a terrible idea. Kiss my ass, Diamond Mary. Diamond Teeth Mary. Diamond Teeth Mary. Like why? I don't. I don't. I was confused. I, I couldn't get past that. I don't know who else is from there. I don't know other facts about Darnell, but same town as Diamond Teeth Mary. Okay. Well, I feel like he's now the most famous person to come out of there outside Would of the university. Yeah. Is that so where the university w- is no, that's not right. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know either. Would you uh do you ever make out with a woman with with uh, diamonds in her teeth? Uh not her teeth, but I would um definitely make out with somebody while listening to Paul Simon's Diamonds <laughs> in the Soles of Her Shoes, Dan. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. I got no follow up to that, but uh, yeah, so let's let's see that's the extent of my Darnell uh review i don't what else do you have well that's it um i (laughs) for those of you watching us on twitch right now (laughs) you would have seen something just jump up on our screen this is a yearly tradition uh i typically find (laughs) the most accurate hold on a second you gave me no warning i know i just slapped up a screen share and this PowerPoint presentation, I would rate it a two out of ten oh, so yeah. far. Oh yeah, on... <laughs> Times New Roman at <laughs> best. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Thank you for specifying the year as well as if yes, we yep. would confuse it with your comps from previous years. But I, I, I apologize for interrupting. No. You no, know, you're fine. So it is. A yearly tradition like no other. It's Bill's comps. This is 2023, as Dan noted, because that's what it says on the PowerPoint that has a very bright white background with blue text here. Um, I would like to note that Bill's comps are sponsored by (laughs) Mario's Overalls, (laughs) the adult film that everyone's been talking about, which is... Probably created by DreamWorks Studios. <laughs> Mario's overalls. Catch it before it hits the home box office. Go to the theater and spank yourself in the back row by yourself. Dan, any thoughts? Have you seen this one yet? I, I have seen it. Uh, okay. I got a. I got an early screener. Um, <clears throat> Because I, I was able to make my way in after we sold all of our anchor shares. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great film. I like, he goes, Oh, it's a me, Mario. I'm going to give you the pipe. It's a me, Mario. Spaghetti. Is that I what he it. yells after he, he yep. administers, you know, he poofs? Okay. Yeah, he poofs. It's it's... Spaghetti. Um, that's fantastic. So instead of this year me giving the comp, I want Dan to to give the comp. Um, okay. He's going to read the comp that I put on this beautiful PowerPoint. I went back like the past couple of years, Dan. You may have noticed I've been running out of running out of things. Right? It's like mm-hmm. every tackle has to be Jimbo Covert, every running back Walter Payton, whatever. So I went way back into mm, the pre Super Bowl okay. era for the Bears, and I'm very excited for you to give the first comp. For Darnell Wright, uh, Bill's comp. Dan, feel free to uh, to read it. It's coming up right now. Here we go. Bill's comp for Darnell Wright is someone we all remember. 
very quick on his feet or her feet, hairy legs. Bill, give us more. Yeah, just hairy legs helped us win the 1963 World Championship. He was a right tackle, unbelievable player, and I think Darnell Wright will be every bit as good as hairy legs. Hairy legs, uh, I think, briefly dated uh, Diamond Teeth Mary, oddly enough. I think you might be right. I think you absolutely nailed it there. Uh, why don't we move on to the second pick that the Bears made, Dan? This is going great. Uh, round two okay, <laughs> arrived right. on Friday, and uh, we were all ready for it. Absolutely. Way too long. It took way too long to get there. That's for sure. But once they got there, Jervon Dexter Sr. was awaiting at pick 53 in the second round. A DT out of Florida. What were your initial thoughts, Dan? My initial thought right off the top is congrats on the sex. Being a senior in college is always one of my favorite moves of all time. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Had didn't hear of this gentleman before Friday. so um, But he seems like he's the real deal. I feel like the Bears caught a little flack. Like maybe they, they took him a little bit too early, according to like Mel Kuyper. Even NFL.com has the draft projection between th- rounds three and four for him. Um, you know, he's looking at some of his weaknesses, slow getting off the ball. That's a problem. Lacks explosive first contact as a bull rusher. Um, oh, here you go, Bill. This may be uh, a line from, what was it, Mario's overalls? Um, double teams take him for a ride. yes get luigi involved i think is what that means uh (laughs) but yeah obviously uh polls needs you know trying to shore up the uh both sides the lines on both sides so uh yeah i'm good with it i feel good about it he seems like he seems like he's a lot upside big big boy um what are your thoughts i'm really nervous for your comp I Well, first of all, I had no thoughts. I'd never heard of this guy either. Uh, I was just relieved to see that Dane Brugler had him with a second-round grade and his number five okay. defensive tackle. I felt good about that. Sounds like he's really good from the inside, according to Peter from Average Cheese, so that's fantastic. Okay. Uh, Brugler likes his impressive foot quickness and that he utilizes long levers to put blockers on skates. Oh, Oh. I really like that. I absolutely got excited when I read that. Um, Jervon Dexter, it's time for Bill's comp. Dan, mm-hmm. take it right. from here. Buddy. Here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> Eric Shun is Bill's comp for Jervon Dexter. Thank you for the sex, senior. Tell us about Eric. Well, er- Erickson, erection, I believe. <laughs> I totally missed it. <laughs> Erection. Erection. <laughs> he was... Uh, the Asian? I, I, I don't know. It was hard to tell. Like he, So he played for the Bears in the 40s. Um, he was just... I looked like way back in the draft guides that was... It was a Brugler. I couldn't... I couldn't... I couldn't quite tell who it was. But he said that, you know, pretty good at defense, but a bit flaccid, I believe, was... <laughs> part of what was said about Eric. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. A bit stiff against the run, I think mm-hmm. is, uh, one of the, one of the weaknesses I saw and 
the old NFL.com almanacs for Ericsson. Yep, Ericsson. Good, we um, got there. We did, we did. I, I, I'm totally fine that it may take a time or two. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> what didn't take too long, though, was Ryan Poles trading up again in the second to get a cornerback, Tyreek Stevenson, out of Miami, six feet, 198, pick number 56. Uh, I was pretty excited to get a cornerback. I didn't know about this guy, didn't know he existed. Dan... Um, he's a guy that you picked last week during our mock draft simulation. Uh, I did. I did. So obviously I was very familiar with his game. Um, he's great. I'm a huge fan, big guy. He hunts for the hand hunts for the hands to break up catch tries. That's, that's coming right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my problem is he, he uh, fails to recognize plays developing around him. That's probably an issue. Uh, sounds like you can trick him real easily. Multi, uh, multiple bus and zone coverages. That's also a problem. Um, no, seems I, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for uh, Miami DBs for some reason. They always seem like they're just badass athletes all the time. So I feel yeah. like he's going to fit in real nice, but. Uh, is this a Jalen Johnson replacement? It is, right? At some yeah, point? Definitely, definitely could be. It sounds like he's more outside than inside. Oh, baby, yeah. Um, Peter, the only negative I saw from Peter, our buddy, um, said that he's a bit grabby at times. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, bit grabby. And Brugler said that his physical play will be tougher to hide from NFL refs. So, yeah, just learn how to cheat a little bit better there, Tyreek. But he is rangy with short area athleticism with NFL starting ability. He's a starter because what they, I mean, they pretty much start three cornerbacks at all times with nickel, don't they? For the bear, the bears yeah. for the most part. So welcome to the club, baby. You know, my, my main issue though is, um, I mean, I, I was pretty adamant, I think last show, but even more so in the WhatsApp of, who I really wanted in that spot, who ended up going immediately after mm -hmm. him, was uh, John Michael Schmitz, my boy, yeah. the Gopher Center. Um, Bears fans been upset by that. Like, if we're doing apple, you know, apples to apples here. Did we really need another corner, or did we need a starting center who probably will play for fifteen years and then make the Hall of Fame? What What <laughs> makes most sense? I love it. I love that you've. You fit him for that gold jacket. That's a beautiful thing. I mean, I I guess for me, they're both starters. I, you know me. I'm a huge Cody Whitehair guy. Huge <laughs> Cody Whitehair guy. So I'd, I I want to see him for another ten years with the Bears. So yeah, I I would have obviously been okay with the center there as well, especially a Gopher. I I I trust your judgment, and I know it was not clouded at all by the fact that None. he wore. What do you, do you call it? Purple? No. What do you call? Maroon. What do you call that? Purple. Maroon, Maroon. and gold. Okay. okay. All right. Purple. Are you okay? Mm -hmm. No. I mean, I, I just let's go back to what color do you think this font is on this PowerPoint? You said it was blue earlier. Yeah, I think it's fuchsia. It's black for sure. It's a hundred percent black. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned the PowerPoint, Dan, because it is time <laughs> for the Tyreek Stevenson comp. Uh, out of the days of yore. Dan, would you mind mm -hmm. reading this for our lovely, yes. loyal audience? Here we go. 
Here's Bill's comp. Everyone's favorite player, I believe from southern Indiana. I far tall night. I far tall night. Tell us more about your comp. This is so fucking childish, and I love it. So this guy, he was on the cover of the media guide in 1936. Uh, he, yeah, southern southern. Indiana, or was it Southern India, Dan? He may have been the first Indian American to grace the National Football League. I don't think it was called that at the time. It's I fart all night. He was a rangy cornerback as well and very handsy. Very handsy, yeah. He lost his one of his hands, though, in a, uh, in a farting accident, if I remember right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's... Rest in peace, limbs. Afar. Mm-hmm. Good. Round. Yeah, go ahead. Good. What you got? I got I got I'm good with it. Okay. I, I'm just emotional over how much I miss Afar Tall Night. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. It's uh, He's a guy that I think I would imagine he'll be honored this year. I think it's the, the 75th anniversary of his death. I expect there to be um, jets flying above Soldier Field in his honor, probably mm-hmm. during the Packers game on, I'm guessing we'll have a Thursday home game against mm-hmm. Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He hated the Packers. That makes sense. He really did. He really did. I fart all night. Bill's comp for Tyreek Stevenson. Fourth pick, Zach Pickens, way too many C's in his first name. He's also a defensive tackle out of the University of South Carolina, USC. Don't get confused for Southern California. He is 23 years old. He is a large man. He was picked number 64 in the third round. Peters said, if potential can be unleashed, he will be a starter. Uh, Dane Brugler said that he is quick shooting gaps. He is strong. He should be a rotational rookie tackle with starting upside. Dan, what do you know about Perkins? Pickens, sorry. Pickens. Pickens, now that, yeah. now that he's been on the team for a couple of days. Why do you think he has the extra C? Hmm. I don't, like, at some point, why don't you just add, like, five Cs? Like, if you're hmm. going to do two, just go, just get crazy. Um yeah, okay, fine. I don't, and that we clearly need more help on the D line. Uh, I don't like hearing that he has an average frame. Below average anchor is two gapper. I think that's another Mario's overalls one. Oh, yeah. Um, unlikely to crank up an NFL caliber bull rush. Like he doesn't want to or he can't. Yeah, yeah, that seems I don't know what big. that means. <laughs> right. Um, no, seems like another, you know, I think it was probably accurate, another uh, a rotational guy in and out and, you know, see what see what you got. But um, NFL.com has him as a projected as a second or a third rounder. So overall, I think people seem to rate that one fairly high. I think it was fine. It was yeah. fine. You're a big Gamecocks guy. So I know you were you were all about it. I think Phil Sr. was was all in did phil senior actually know who he is or i doubt it he probably just okay. saw south carolina right. next to his name and got super pumped yeah I don't, I don't know anything about this guy i didn't prior to this at all i know that it sounded like he's a guy that um he went back for his senior year and and he didn't do that much better than his junior year i blame former 
uh, Illini defensive line coach Jimmy Lindsay, who's at South mm. Carolina now, who was who was run out of town by by Brett Bielema. I I'm sure Lindsay did nothing to help Zach Pickens, and I think his potential is going to be unleashed with the Bears. Well, I'm I'm dying to know what your comp is for Zach Pickens. Here we go, Dan. Why don't you read it to me and our audience? Uh, we all know this guy. I believe he's also from Southern Indiana. Mike Litteris. Mike, don't call him Michael, Litteris. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, um, if, if, the, if history is any guide, he was a defensive tackle in 1920. Uh, he was, I looked at this really, really old, old media guide and it said he was very wet, hard to find, <laughs> easy to please once discovered. You mean like he just kept missing the bus? How was he hard to find? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure if there was a double entendre involved. I don't know. I don't know how good the writers were for, uh, okay. the Bears public relations staff in the in the 20s uh things weren't roaring yet that was the 30s wasn't it mm-hmm. i think so sure. i think so mm-hmm. well mike hated it i hated mike i'll be honest just kept yeah. disappearing on us <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> bill's comp for zach pickens let's go to the fifth pick that the bears had uh, the one thing that I've noticed quickly about Ryan Poles over the last two years, he loves draft picks, unlike oh, Ryan yeah. Pace, who couldn't wait to trade him. So <laughs> even though it's exhausting for zero doinks, it's uh, it's worthwhile. Uh, fifth pick, a bit of a surprise. Fourth round, this was Saturday, the first pick that Poles could wrap his arms around. It was a running back, Roshan Johnson. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Out of Texas, Bajan Robinson's backup, six foot two nineteen. Not the fastest guy in the world, but holy shit, was he productive. He had, if I read this correctly, 26 touchdowns in his college career, including receiving or receiving touchdowns as well. Dan, how excited are you now that you know who he is? Um, yeah, I think I'm okay with it. The NFL.com has him as projected as a fifth rounder, so maybe reached a little bit on that one. Um He's good at uh, block at blocking. He's a good run blocker mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. a pass blocker, I should say. I, I've that's really been lacking with the Bears. Um, yes. Khalil Herbert, it drives me fucking crazy. He can't block absolutely anyone. I mean, Mike Litteris could walk right around him without any any ha- hassle at all. Um, yeah, and we definitely know Khalil's not fine in Mike Litteris. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's fine. I think another kind of a weird pick is is John is Johnson actually awesome because he was behind the best running back of the country, or it he seems like be. an un uh, might yeah. be. So yeah. he could be he could be a good find for the Bears. Um, I'm I'm yeah I'm okay with it. I think we definitely need we need more running backs that are not in their 90s like uh, Freeman <laughs> or who, whoever we picked up. So. Um, Who's we have another guy? Who's the guy from like Seattle? He was like our mm. first free agent signing, and nobody knew who he was. Yeah, it's like a special <laughs> so, teamer, Travis Homer, I believe. Is okay, yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, Thank fine you. with it. How how do you feel about it? 
I'm excited. He, um, yeah, he's not the fastest guy, not breakaway speed. I love the fact that he had under 400 carries in his college career. I think, I think both Chase Brown and Mo Ibrahim both had 400 carries last year alone, <laughs> basically, is what it felt like anyway. So a lot of tread left on those tires. Uh, he, like watching those highlights that they had on ESPN or NFL Network, he kind of he reminded me of Monty a little bit, right? Kind of that. Yeah. He's real shifty, um, mm-hmm. hard to bring down, but bigger, like a bigger version of him maybe. So that's fine. Give me a younger Monty with like a lot of yeah. upside. I'm in. I'm absolutely Absolutely. In. Yeah. In the fourth round, you can you could definitely make that happen. The Lions, I'm surprised, didn't take him in the first round. So mm-hmm. um, I'll take it. Who's Who would you say is your comp for Roshan Johnson? Let's all find out here, Dan. Why don't you let us know, Roshan Johnson, Bill's comp. Now, I never really knew what the E stood for in this person's name, but uh, it's E Norma Stitz. E Norma Stitz. Yes, that's true. Edgar, Edgar, uh, maybe erection. I don't know. Yeah, I tried to find that, too, in um, looking back at Bears history. What I did find, uh, I, I, I did discover what it was. Um, Elon, shockingly. Mm. He was he mm. was the first Elon ever born in America. Um, but he just wanted to go by E. <clears throat> e Norma Stitz. A fantastic running back. Um, I think he was, I think he went to Baylor. Uh, okay. played Played for the Bears in the 40s. Um, they called him the, the galloping milk jug. That was the, <laughs> that was the weirdest part about him. Uh, he, I, I think, I don't know if, I think Dan Pompey was writing for the Trib at the time. And he said he couldn't believe just how much lactate was jumping off of him mm. when he crossed the goal line after each touchdown. That's typical Dan Pompey, just a little, little cringeworthy. I'm, I'm excited about about that comp and and definitely about Roshan's future. I I always heard when uh, E Norma was running downhill, anytime he tried to hit E Norma Stitz, uh, it felt like a bag of sand. <laughs> Just hit by mm-hmm. a big bag of sand, a couple bags of sand. So yes, uh, good comp, great comp. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I've nailed the first five. I'm so excited that there's five left. I'm sure you're I'm, thrilled. Oh, also, I'm there's stunned. No you have five it. more. Yeah, absolutely. I thank God for the internet. Uh, number six in terms of Bears picks. This was Saturday. Also, his name is Tyler Scott. He's a wide receiver out of Cincinnati. He was pick one thirty three. He's five nine one seventy seven. Dripping wet. Um, Dane Brugler had him as his number 48 overall prospect. So that's a value. He compared him to Tyler Lockett. Said that's the type of upside that he has. Dan, what have you learned about him? Yeah, NFL.com has this comparison as T.Y. Hilton. I'd take T.Y. Hilton all day on this in this mm-hmm. offense. They have him projected as a second or third round pick. So oh, baby. Uh, a good grab here, I think. I think across the board, people were pretty thrilled that this was that he was still there at this point. Uh, you and I were texting about Charlie Jones, and I think he mm-hmm. went uh, a few picks before. Mm-hmm. That would have been a fun one, but you know, obviously, we all know Charlie Jones is going to be a bust now. So I'm on board for Tyler Scott. I think he's, uh, you know, we we still need a lot of help on that wide receiver core. So 
We'll we'll absolutely take it. Uh, he's is he a kick returner? Is that were you trying to talk me into that, or I feel like you do that with every receiver? Is that it true? Was, surprisingly, it wasn't me that this time. Um, okay, I did hear it on the radio today that he did that he does play special teams, but I have okay. no evidence to back that up at all. Okay, so I'm I'm not sure. I did I did immediately uh, text you when we were both disappointed that Charlie Jones was. Uh, was taken and I said, Oh, well, Tyler Scott's better than him already. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, after they yeah. picked him, immediately <laughs> flipped on, on old Chucky. So sorry about that, Charlie Jones and, and your family. Oh, I'm not. I hope he's terrible. Who fuck him? He's he's dead to me. Who So I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I heard T.Y. Hilton out of your mouth. Uh everybody heard um Tyler Lockett out of my mouth. Let's see who Bill's comp is out of Dan's mouth. I don't know how to say this one. Mike Ropinez. Say it again. Mike Ropin. Is there a penis in there? Try to say it, Bill. Mike (laughs) Ropinez. I'm dumb. I'm really sorry. No, no, it's fine. You know me. I could barely read anyway. So that's. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's Mike Ropinas. He was a wide receiver for the Chicago Bears in 1913. Uh, the one thing about him is you needed a microscope to look at his genitalia. So that is, I thought that was pretty harsh in his bio in the in the, in the 13s. So shame on that writer. Uh, he uh, he ended his career with zero catches. So. Uh, Boy, probably bad was, comp. Bad comp. The draft was real weird back then. They're just mm-hmm. they're like show us everything. Show us everything, boy. Show us everything. Take down them trousers. Take down those wool trousers. Mm-hmm. Show me what you're working with. Hit the showers. Work joining you. Yeah, it was uh, a Sandusky Haven, one might say. Mm-hmm. And it's not really Mike Ropinas's fault that he had zero catches they didn't know how to throw the ball yet in the 1910s oh, so great. wasn't even a, a pass attempt i don't think so tough to be a wide out to, tough to get that second contract in the early That's 1900s right. yeah. it's so, so true especially with a yeah. tiny cock absolutely um pick number seven noah sewell i don't i'm i'm probably fucking up his name i know his brother's on the on the lions uh sewell price sewell noah sewell, sewell. sewell. yeah there it is there it is linebacker oregon fifth round 148th pick overall six foot one 246 and he has a lot of thump uh i was super i'm already all the way in because i want as many samoans on the bears defense as possible you've heard it from me offline dan i'm willing to put it here online i don't know if you saw anything when you were in hawaii at the um the byu Hall of Fame or something Polynesian like that? Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. There yep. it is. Yep. There it is. So you were probably like me, like, yeah, give me all the Polynesian uh, era area players. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I'm stumbling, Dan. I'm excited for this guy. How about you? Are you still a big Kairos Tonga guy? You oh, were, yeah. You uh, were mm-hmm. the guy who was very much out of shape. Uh, you yes. had sold yourself on him being like the next... Uh, I don't know who's out of fine. I don't fuck care. The, um, well, before we jump into that, this is when it's the, the path to getting this pick 
was uh, New England had it originally. They traded to Baltimore and they traded to the Bears. And that's this is now this is the first of two picks where it's multiple trades like that to where where it gets back to us. Uh, Noah, another guy never heard of before this this pick. Had you heard of him before? No, no. Okay, I'd be absolutely right. we, lying if I told you yes. You, we are the only podcast on in America on Earth that just admits that we don't pretend. We don't pretend like we know these guys. We're reading it as we're going, and if yes. you don't like it. Go fuck yourself. Um, yes. Here's what I like about Noah. He was obviously okay. a three-year starter and has outstanding size, able to tackle on force with strength. The problem is he actually fails to locate blockers from his peripheral. Mm-hmm. Bad eyes. We're, we're just look <laughs> around, buddy. Yeah. Um, he's very <laughs> little range when tasked with coverage. That's a problem. Um, lacks functional speed for pursuit and playmaking. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm in on him. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. He ran yeah, a four six like... four forty. Yeah, he's six, yeah. almost six two two forty six. Mm-hmm. He's a handsome fella. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, good. Yeah. They have um, NFL.com has him as an average backup or special teamer. That feels right. Fifth round pick. Why not take a flyer? Take a flyer. He so Bruce Feldman. I don't know who he's writing for these days, but he loves this guy he said he i don't know he puts together like this freaks list and he had him as one of his top freaks in oh, 2022 okay. and he said that's gross once once they yeah, totally he said once the um coaching staff at oregon changed this guy like totally clocked out he hated his new coaches but he said if if he had left and gone to the pros after 2022 or after 2021 i should say i guess he'd be a top he would have been a top 20 pick that's how okay. strong bruce feels about him he says wow he will be an elite uh, edge rusher. That's what. That's how Bruce feels about him. Which to me, I he feels too small for that probably. But he does like. He did create a lot of uh, issues behind the line of scrimmage. Like he, he did. He seems to be pretty squirrely once you get him up there. Like he's shitty. He can't cover a guy like your description. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible if they're passing the ball. But a guy maybe like on a third down. Uh, passing down, you throw in there and just blitz him, and he may be able to cause some issues. So, not your three-down linebacker, but use him in in uh, some creative ways. Flus, let's get it done. Um, I don't know why for some reason I thought Feldman was a Chicago guy. He's not. I just had to look it up uh, that maybe he was like us, just drinking the Kool Aid right off the bat. Uh, I'm I'm good with. I mean, it's fifth round Fine. at this point. Yeah. yeah. At this point, you're just taking. You know, it's just this reminds me. You know. We're not like the Patriots, who I believe traded up in the fourth round or third round to take a kicker. Like, yes. that's wrong. I know Bill yes. Belichick might be dead. I don't know what's happening with him. So we're at the point, though, where even if we took a fucking kicker, we'll just make fun of it. But then I'm like, who gives a shit? So, um, yeah, you take a flyer on a guy like that, a guy with a lot of upside and Bruce Feldman getting real horny over him. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I, I know. I'm not. Yeah. I'd, I I found it very weird how excited he was, but I he got me totally Randy. But as Randy as this comp that I put out there, Dan, uh, let us know. Bill's comp for Noah Sewell. 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 Okay. Here we go. Here we go. God damn it. All, Al Al out of vagina. Did I pronounce that right, Bill? Say it again. 
Al out of vagina. Out of vagina. A lot of vagina. A lot of vagina. I thought it was saying out of vagina. Bill, a lot I of am, vagina. I am mentally handicapped. <laughs> I can't read real words, let alone made up players. I'm not saying these are made up. I'm just not familiar with 1920s. Thank you. Uh, thank Bears you for players. thank you for clarifying. I really do appreciate a that. A lot yeah. of vagina. My apologies to Al and his family. So this may surprise the historians among us that always listen to Zero Doinks. A lot of vagina was actually a Hall of Famer uh, in 1952, <laughs> but not as a player, as a fan. A lot of vagina was the first ever Chicago Bears Hall of Fame fan as voted on. If I am not sure who, I don't know who in the 50s. I assume people that smoked a lot of cigarettes, <laughs> drank at work, and fucked their secretaries. I think that's who voted on, because <laughs> I just think of Mad Men, I guess. That's, that's, uh-huh. all, that's, that's all I can think of. Um, a lot of vagina. That's the perfect comp for Noah Sewell. Sewell. <laughs> it's a great comp. I, you know, I hope they buried Al with his Hall of Fame ring. Uh, he earned it. <laughs> He, he did. did. Yeah. He did. Um, I think you and I should visit Al's gravestone relatively soon mm-hmm. and drape it with a um, a DH Gate purchased jersey. I, I think agree. that is the the perfect way. Um, with a lot of patches, a lot of patches. Mm-hmm. Perfect way of to course. honor Al and his contributions to the National Football League. I agree. I agree. Much respect to Al out of vagina. <laughs> Moving on to a guy very close to Dan Doink's heart. He was the eighth guy that Ryan Poles grabbed. Terrell, don't call him Terrell Smith, cornerback, Minnesota. He's six feet. He is 204 pounds. He was the 165th guy drafted. I could not find a lot on him. However, Dane Brugler did have him uh, as his 137th ranked prospect, and we got him at 165. Value City. Minnesota, Dan, do you did this mean anything to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's he's um he's the best corner in this in this uh in this draft. Okay. I'll just come out and say it. He's future Hall of Famer. Uh, NFL.com has projected as a fourth round pick. So value city all across the board. Um, I just, he felt like he was at Minnesota for like thirty five years. Okay. Um, he was fine. He was fine. He was good. I feel like he was better two years ago and maybe 2020 season. I can't remember. I feel like he was, I don't know. He was fine. And not like a Weatherspoon where you could definitely knew he was out there, but he wasn't a liability and he was, he was decent. So um, okay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. He's going to be awesome. Perfect. Well, I think that there's nothing else to be said except uh, for Bill's comp here. Dan, why don't you take a peek and let us know who you think it is. This is definitely uh, one of the Mario's overall uh, characters, I believe. It's obviously Don Keyballs. Mr. Keyballs, also known as Don Keyballs, uh, was a, was he a long snapper and linebacker? Do I have that right? You do. Yeah, he was both of those, and um, he played uh, he played both nickel and dime. 
uh, in the 1970s when the Bears were not so good. He was he's a bit lost in Bears history. I totally get it. He was in that same draft as Walter Payton. Uh, he but he, he had a pretty long career. Um, unfortunately, tragically, um, he was supposed to be on the 85 Bears roster, but he was found uh, on a farm um, balls deep inside an animal uh, and dead of a heart attack at the tender age of 39. Don Keyballs, rest in peace. Rest we in miss peace. you. Mm-hmm. And a uh, great comp for, uh, for Terrell Smith. Yeah, great, great comp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> should we move on? We should move on to the ninth pick that Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears made. It was a seventh rounder. The first guy off the board in that seventh round pick, 218. His name is Travis Bell. He is a defensive tackle out of Kennesaw State. I have no idea. I, I've got nothing on this guy. Dan? Nope. Not a thing. We'll probably won't make the roster. Um, NFL.com says he should be a priority free agent. So we drafted him way too high. Okay. Let's see. Blockers with length. We'll get into him first. Okay. Slow to come off blockers and make a tackle in his gap. Has leverage, but not enough anchor to control the rep. Um, I think he might be bad at football. I just think he yeah. might not be good. Okay. So not a deal. No, I'm I'm out on him. Don't like it. Okay. Can I bring you back in with the comp here? Here we go. Yeah. Bill's comp for Travis Bell. Dan, let us know who he is. <laughs> he doesn't go by Howard anymore. He's 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 <laughs> Howie Feltersnatch. Howie Feltersnatch. <laughs> Brooklyn, I believe. Yes. University of New York out of Brooklyn. Uh, Bears drafted him, oddly enough, in 1991. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Seventh rounder. Um, It was the same draft, I believe, as the Jim Flanagan era, so I understand Mm. why everybody's a a bit distracted by the the, the Golden Domer. Uh, Howie could not beat out um, Jim, uh, and unfortunately... He was quickly removed from the team during training camp after being found nude with Virginia McCaskey. So, <laughs> Howie, we miss you. Uh, curious what he's doing for a living to to make up for uh, for the NFL dream that was dashed. Uh, he's prison. He's for sure in prison. Yeah. You don't do that to Virginia. No, you definitely don't. But what you do do if you are a Chicago Bears executive is you go through the entire draft, including the next to last pick in the 2023 draft, Kendall Williamson, safety Stanford, pick number 258. Couldn't find anything on him either because, honestly, I didn't try. Dan, uh, <laughs> do you have any words for this gentleman? Um, No, I don't. He's... uh. Let me just look. Might lack ideal range uh, in coverage. Misses too many tackles. Uh, rushes in looking for action and run support. Tested well at his pro day. Okay, so he likes the idea of football. He just might not be good at it. So, um, nope, won't be the team. Doesn't matter. Well, he may matter after this final Bills comp of the 2023 NFL Draft. Dan, who is it, buddy? 
<laughs> it's what our old friend Chu Sum Wang. Chu Sum Wang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the first ever uh, Japanese American football player to reach the professional level. Uh, this happened in 1909. He was also a safety. Um, unfortunately, um, he wasn't any good. He just wasn't good. He wasn't good. Okay. He was cut by George Halas. And um, I don't think he was well-received in the locker room. Just America wasn't ready for him yet. And that's that's okay. unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't figure out if you're getting canceled or if I am. I don't think either. I think the internet. The internet okay. spit these right. out. There's nothing. There's <laughs> nothing you nor I could do about about any of these. These are great comps. I think you nailed all of them, and I think Dane Brugler is that his name? Brugler. I think, so. I think he's sure. in. He's in some serious trouble. You might take over his job. So, uh, excellent job, Bill. How, what do you grade the Bears uh, draft in general? Uh I don't know, but I, I do trust the aforementioned Dane Brugler, who had the Bears draft as his fifth highest rated in the NFL, uh, one spot ahead of the Packers. So I'm going to go with him. I'll, I'm I'm cool with that. How about you? Did you? Uh, yeah, I give it. Yeah, I give it five hot dogs. Okay, out of five. Perfect. Perfect draft, mm -hmm. and uh, it was beautiful. No, it was. I think it was a good draft for the Bears. Not sexy at all, uh, but very necessary to fill some holes. And you're right, Poles loves <clears throat> draft picks. Yeah. So 10 picks. I, I'll be honest, I, I couldn't watch like round six and seven. Couldn't do it. It was it was too too boring. Okay. That's fine. I um I could. Only because it was raining outside. So okay. I, I was like, I got you know, I'm just going to watch this with, with my son who wanted to watch it. I tried to explain what the draft was before the draft started on Thursday night to, like, get them all hyped. He's like, wait, there's not a game? Like, they don't play a game? And uh, uh, But once he saw, I'm like, dude, there's, like, this red carpet. These guys are dressed to the nines. Like, it's awesome. Fans are cheering for him. He got into it. He absolutely got into it. So, it is a weird. I tried to explain yeah. it to my daughter. It's a weird thing to try to explain to someone who has no idea. It's like, well, there's these these kids who are in college, and they get a new job, but you have to tell them <laughs> where they're going to work, and they're in different cities. They're like, wait, they don't get to pick where <laughs> they want to live. It's like, no, they don't. It's a it's a very weird concept and it's like yeah. oh then you may get on that team and then they may trade you to another city and they're like that sounds awful yeah. like well they get paid a lot of money to play a game so they can fucking deal with it mm -hmm. yeah i mean sounds like a fair trade-off i would say yeah yeah for sure um I think this concludes our in-depth analysis of the 2023 <laughs> chicago bears draft Coming up next, we will talk about what's next for these Bears. What other holes do they need to fill? And what did the NFC North rivals do that we can possibly make fun of? Coming up, Hudson Thanks, Dan. I loved you reading all the comps. Thanks. I'm not very smart. You're the pride and joy of 
boing, 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 boing. talk about the other nfc north teams a little chitter chatter a little chitter chatter the schedule is coming out soon my favorite time of year when i get to pick a destination that i will go see the bears play and i eventually will not go so uh but we don't want to talk about that now that's probably the next episode um where do you want to start bill which team do you want to start with first Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's. Let's dance around the NFC North a little bit, and then let's let's return to the Bears and see what else they can do in the next couple weeks to entertain all of us. Um, let's start in Green Bay. They are the defending, not the defending NFC North champions. Actually, nope. they're not at all. Nope, they're nope. they're um, they're just a team that I've grown to hate over the years, as of all of us. I want to point out one pick that they made that I thoroughly enjoyed. And that is quarterback Sean Clifford out of Pennsylvania State University, Dan. He was picked number 149, which I don't remember what, what round that is because I'm I'm just terrible at this. On the Fifth big round. board? Fifth, okay, Fifth thank round. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, the big board, I assume this is Mel Kuyper's big board or Todd McShay's. I'm not sure. He was number 423. Oof. 423. Undrafted free agent style that they had to leap up and and grip he's 25 years old dan and most importantly uh, he sucks he's not good I, he's, he's terrible he's not good at all i didn't uh i didn't understand that i don't i get maybe grabbing a quarterback maybe yeah. they yeah what was the point just don't do it at all like if you're Why gonna him? sort of back your boy jordan love like don't just don't reach for a quarterback just a just a strange move all around i'm with you i mean i feel like i've lost a decent amount of money on penn state and it was directly his fault yes um so yeah i feel like he's a very jittery guy like very yes. spastic a lot of overthrown balls and uh yeah he stinks that it's it's good to see as a bears fan it was great to see but it it, uh, it was it, it, yeah, I yeah I get it too. I, I expected the Packers, as I'm sure Packers fans, to draft somebody at some point. He's terrible. I think the description I saw on NFL.com was that Penn State fans have been pulling out their hair about this guy and his untimely turnovers for like the past <laughs> two years. It's yep. true. I remember. Remember, he would, I think he was the dipshit that was in that um, like nine overtime game against the Bears that or the Bears against the Illini that could not get the yes. ball two yards right for like a two point conversion. He he sucks. Like he is. <laughs> I'm so glad that he's on Green Bay. Is he a little bit athletic? Sure. Is he coachable? You and I are coachable, Dan. <laughs> we don't expect to be drafted in the fifth round by anybody. Yeah, I mean NFL.com. I feel like just even kind of mailed in his his their analysis. I mean, they have him as a priority free agent. You know, like you said, uh, <laughs> his weaknesses are great. 
ball doesn't come out on time. Sloppy getting feet set to target. <laughs> this one's my favorite. Engages in long staring contests. <laughs> That's not good. Not so good. accurate and so bad for for the NFL. So what did, what did they what did the Packers think they see that, that we don't see? I you know, I think they're uh I think they're trying to get cute like yes. um the dude in the 49ers guy. Why am I yes. blanking on his name? Mr. John Irrelevant. Oh, oh no, no, Purdy. no. The yeah, quarterback. Yeah Brock, yeah. Brock Purdy. I yep. think they're they're trying they're thinking, ooh, he's the next Brock Purdy, and we'll put him in there and we're the reason he'll be good. And it's like, nah. Nope. But, but so. Purdy was pretty good in Kyle. Like he wasn't amazing. But I so I think I I was looking at a depth chart that somebody put on Twitter and he he's Jordan Love's backup. At this point, I'm pretty oh. sure he's their number two quarterback. That's unbelievable, especially with um, uh, I just looked on Twitter to see if anything's happened, any breaking news about uh, the fifth year option of Jordan Love being offered or not by or signed, I should say, um, uh, activated, I guess, by by Brian Gutenkunst. Yeah. And it is not yet. And Gutenkunst, if you saw the quote yesterday, Dan, when somebody asked Gutenkunst about it, no, and he said, he said, yeah, I've got to figure that out by Tuesday. I guess we're <laughs> kind of still working through that. It's a lot of money for a guy who hasn't played, but at the same time, Oops. obviously, we're moving forward with him. What? <laughs> what? That's not good. Yeah, they're you traded. You traded Rogers, and you're not sure if you're willing to pay twenty million for a fifth year of Jordan Love, like when you don't have any other options. What? They're a mess, man. They're a mess. And I I'm excited to absolutely hate that Lucas Van Ness guy. I mean, I hated him oh, already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like prime, like just pure fucking fuel for Bears fans. Just a giant douchebag all around. Oh. Dating Cole Komet's sister, though, that yeah. is a problem. Should she should she dump him? Like yeah. just right out of the gate. I think so. Did out she, of respect for us Bears fans. Did you see the uh that video clip of was mm-hmm. that was that Lucas Van Ness's dad putting That's his right. fist basically like double tap on the butt? Yeah. yeah. It was uh it was more aggressive than a double I don't, tap. I don't like anything about that family. And speaking of which, I love when they show these prospects at, at their homes, like the COVID year was the absolute best when <laughs> yeah. everyone was in their home and you could like, you could stare, like I would stare at like what's going on in the background. Like, Oh, they're, they just redid their kitchen. They have mm-hmm. a nice big home. And I'd be like, I, that's a rich kid. He's going to suck. I hate that mm-hmm. kid. Hate him. And even like thinking back to Joe Burrow, just in like a dark, his dark living room with his parents, like just the idea that this kid just became like a, a mega superstar millionaire, and he's just like the cameras turn off, and he's just like, yeah, you guys want to watch Wheel of Fortune? Like, what do you want to do? Like, it's just very yeah. casual. The whole thing is yeah, very casual. I'm good here. Yeah. So right, like right. Lucas Van Ness, but there's always like the one crazy family who's like over the top and looks like, is he a Barrington? He's a Barrington kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. He is. Yeah. I I hate his fucking guts. Yes. I hate him with a passion, and I'm very excited to hate him for a long time. I don't think it would be a long time. I think he'll be out of the league pretty quickly. Do you? What do you make of the um, 
the Iowa the excuses already that he that he did not start one game at Iowa because uh Ferenc has like this thing about the seniors have to start even if the seniors blow like I'm not buying it I feel like that's a fucking no. excuse I I think I think this guy I think he's a pedophile and his dad obviously is borderline and obviously might inbreed and whatnot it's not it's not good i fucking hate this guy too and i think packers fans hated the draft pick also which makes makes me warm inside yeah i guess i guess i don't know is that is that been the consensus is that he's that it felt a little reachy like yeah if if it wasn't at 13 or wherever it was they may have been cooler with it i think they felt uh that was a stretch yeah, uh, good because I think yeah. I think he's yeah. You don't start uh, it, weird move. You can't start at Iowa, but you're all of a sudden now the hot shit. Nah, I'm not buying it. I'm not. He's buying the it. only I heard today on ESPN 1000. He's the only first rounder to not start at least one game. So ever uh, this year, yeah, he never okay. he did not start one game. No, I don't know about ever, but in 2023, which makes sense. You would assume that all first round draft picks would have at least started one game wouldn't you uh-huh. so that uh-huh. makes it a little more that makes it weird that makes it super weird oh he's got traits he might be clay matthews oh he's gonna shave his he's gonna shave his arms and yell at people um <laughs> yeah i don't even tim in iowa was very eh about him and did not want the bears to draft him yeah so yeah that says a lot that's all you need to say um yeah, I'm trying to see who else the Packers took. Any anyone else of note that we they took a tight end in the second round? Yeah, that guy took might two be tight decent. ends in the first four rounds. I think. Why would you do uh, that? Why mm-hmm. would you do that? You wouldn't. You uh, wouldn't. Clifford. I like the I like the wide receiver they got uh, out of Michigan State. I think he's good, but looking back on it now, they should have drafted Scott. Like Scott, I think is yeah. better. <laughs> like the value. Yeah. Uh, He's really he is good though, Jalen Reed. That I, I was not happy to see it, and he's out of the western suburbs of Chicago. So oh, he's a Naperville it. guy, huh? He is. Yeah, played for Central. Oh, so so that's too bad. Um, I mean NFL.com has him as a fourth and fifth round projection. Yeah. Stretch. They stretched again. They did. I yeah. I don't. Their evaluations of these guys, maybe they're just getting too cute because Aaron Rodgers just melted all their brains on the way out. But uh, And that's what nope. you were worried about with Poles, about being too cute. I thought about that during the draft. It's like Poles, yeah. he's not being cute. It's fantastic. No, it might be boring, yeah. you know, but it's like he's fucking disciplined as hell. He he obviously had his board. He stuck to his board. That That's a shit that pays off if you do that every year over, like, Four right. or five years, right? So, right. thank you, Red Bulls. Taking more known commodities, and yeah, we did that with Pace taking fucking Adam Shaheen in the second round, and Tariq Cohen, and I mean Tariq ended up okay, but ugh, just gross. Yeah, I see that <laughs> they took a kicker too in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Um, fine, uh, whatever. I mean, that sixth round, it's it's hard to shit on them for that, but uh. Yeah, Packers, I don't know about a good draft for them. What did you say? That, that Brugler yeah. had the right behind the At Bears? I, I don't see that. Yeah, I think, I don't know why that is. I, is it because they had like 13 picks? I'm not sure if he Maybe. gives 
more credit for that, but it seems overall the consensus is the Bears had the best draft in out of the division, which is fantastic. If the Packers had the second best draft and Sean Clifford was one of those picks, I feel great about it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Let's go to the um the consensus leader in the clubhouse for 2023 for actual football, Detroit Lions. We mentioned them earlier, the fact that they had the number six pick and the number 18 pick, I want to say, yeah. and they came out of it somehow with a running back and a middle linebacker that's not Brian Urlacher <laughs> or Ray Lewis. Um, how in the fuck did that happen? How did they fuck that up? Like, and, and they both seem like good players. I'm not going to lie. Like, they're going to be annoying, I'm sure, Gib, both Gibbs and Jack Campbell. But Jack Campbell's like, is he that much better than, like, Sanborn? Or am I just being stupid because they're both white Big Ten linebackers that won a bunch of awards <laughs> in the last two years? I, I'm probably being stupid, right? I mean, he's NFL.com has him as a second rounder, so okay. definitely seems like a stretch. Uh, I think he like the comps I've saw are like that Kyle Vanderesh, uh, the, the Cowboys okay. guy. You it's wouldn't fine. draft him in the first round. He's no. fine, but he's he's not he's not a game changer in my opinion. I know Detroit's close-ish, but why they're not taking like the better best player at that spot and taking Gibbs as you know a running back after they'd filled that room uh with monty and uh will, did they resign williams or is he gone i can't remember he's gone, he's, he's gone, he's gone. But, the, but then you look at that why it's would, like why, why would wouldn't you have resigned him yeah, yeah exactly exactly so gibbs I, he'd probably be fine i don't i, I don't yeah. i don't the, the lions thing like i think they're getting way too much hype i i'm i'm just saying it right now they're gonna be the same old lions they're gonna fall apart Dan, i'm not convinced dan campbell's a guy they played like inspired football last year but i'm not sure they could repeat that this year yeah so jared goff is going to turn into jared goff again at some point so um yeah i don't know like campbell if he does that for you they drafted the tight end for their next pick three tight end out of iowa sam laporta oh yeah that's right is that also going to change things for you i don't it's I not good know. value again, right? I think that's what people right. were like. Are you fucking kidding me? You picked the three least valuable like draft yeah. uh, commodities with your first three picks, and you had three really good picks. Yeah, and you're I, taking. Yeah, NFL has him as a round three guy, and they took him high. And the, I mean, if you're if you're going to Iowa to take like an offensive weapon in the second round, you're picking Iowa, maybe the worst offense in the entire Big Ten. And in, the, in a conference that struggles with offense many years, that's not great. It's not great, no. Bill. So it's uh, – I'm looking at the rest of their their picks. I think the safety – they stole the safety from Alabama in the second or third round. Yeah, the only branch. one. That, and then yeah. Hendon, Hendon Hooker, the yeah. quarterback. I actually think that he's pretty good. I know it, he's it, he's coming off an injury. I don't, I don't hate of, that pick. Yeah, I, I – I agree. However, he is going to be 26 in January. So it's like, fine. I, I, you know, yeah. he's still a few months younger than Velas Jones. But <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, 
I don't know. It doesn't scare me. Like somebody, somebody said that on Twitter, and I was kind of half arguing with on Friday night or whatever. He was like low key annoyed that they got Hooker. Ooh, uh, and I was like, does uh, I get it? I guess, but like, he still doesn't scare me. I don't know. And going back, like, could we go back to Jordan Love real quick too? Just as we're talking about NFC North future mm-hmm. quarterbacks that we're that we're gonna hate. I thought about the. I've been thinking about this the last month. Why the fuck did Green Bay not just draft Jalen Hurts? <laughs> yeah, Jalen Hurts went twenty picks after Jordan Love. What the what what the fuck, man? Like how? First of all, how lucky are we as Bears fans yeah. that they that they got <clears throat> right. cute? You're talking about Gutenkunst being cute. They got fucking cute with Jordan Love. They still don't know who he is going into his fourth year. And right. I know it's easy to say in retrospect, but I don't think that's said enough that they they had a guy right there for him, and thank God Kunst was too cute. Yeah, I mean, the Hurts thing was still makes no sense to me. He was a winner at two major programs. He was a fucking winner, and he was a leader, and it's, it yeah, whatever. I'll forever say, you know, I'll stand on that. That was that was my yeah. guy out of college, and I yeah. So you you're not, you're not no need to talk me into it. That yeah. that was a huge fuck up, and I'm very grateful for it. Thank so, God. Thank yeah. God. They, God. Jordan. Sorry, Love. I didn't mean to distract you know from no from Detroit, but that that's that's been that's been rankling me since Hertz signed that uh, signed his new deal. It's like that's this, fair. That's that would have been Jordan Love. That would like that's oh, that era would have been him with the Packers. Hurts, I should say. It's like, yeah. yeah, crazy. Well, absolutely crazy. I, I don't know that I could tell you one player that the Vikings drafted. It's funny. Like a receiver, maybe a receiver. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it's it up. The only now, one I can but... remember. Jordan Addison. They got Addison in the first round. That's the only okay. the only draft pick I know. And they were kind of was... spanking mm. themselves a little bit over that pick. I think that was the run of like four straight receivers. And I think they got the fourth best, right? Bingo. So you're Bingo. with, yeah, man, they only had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, only six players drafted. I mean, what'd you say? The Packers had 13, <laughs> the Bears yeah. had 10. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> are they, what, what's, what's the reason behind that? Is this like, pro, like financial problems that they've had to like, they just can't pay guys. Is I don't that, know. Is that a they part do of the major issue? cap issues for sure. I don't. I, I'm not sure what happened to all their draft capital. I, I remember like we've been talking. We've been doing this. This is our fifth year, which is very scary for Zero Dunks fans, for sure. Uh, <laughs> every year it feels like the Vikings ha- are that team with like 15 picks, and they find a way to kind of mess it up. So I'm not. I'm not yep. sure what this what this new guy has been doing. Did they trade a bunch for like TJ Hawkinson? Like what happened? I don't. Um, I don't see Who any cares? of them went. went I to, guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but you know, there's there's no way they're going to repeat their record of like they did last year with their negative point differential. Like that's going to bite them in the ass for sure this year. Yes. So. I think Jordan Addison's pretty good, but is he just he's just filling that Thielen spot? I mean, it's. Yeah, they so, went back yeah, to he's back. He's okay. Like he's not. He doesn't scare me. Honestly. So they went. They Famous went back last to, words. Yeah, they went back to back USC guys, and then back to back LSU guys. It feels like they're not even trying uh, to like scout <laughs> scout across the board. 
But, you know, that's the, I feel like there's, because didn't the Vikings think they were getting Ryan Poles as their GM? Yes. And then yes. they, they pulled the move or like, yes, we're getting him. And then he came to the Bears and like, yeah, he sucks. He doesn't know yep. what he's doing. They're like, we yep. got our guy. And they feel like they like to puff their chest out on that one. And yep. there's nothing that's like overly impressive with what they're doing. It's I see they drafted a quarterback, too, out of BYU. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Jalen Hall or something. Jalen right? Hall. Right. So, you know, he's going to stink from BYU. That's that's an easy one there. So, um, yeah. nothing really of note that the Vikings did. And I, fine. Yeah. They're going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming back to earth. Detroit. I'm, I'm so glad that they have all the shine on them and they were under 500 or nine and eight. Either way, they were not a playoff team. I can't remember where they landed exactly, but that's the best year they've had in forever. And they weren't a playoff team. That's Jared Goff cannot play better than he did last year. And he's not going to. And they have four guys suspended for a while for gambling, including <laughs> their last year's number one pick, first rounder. So it's like, this is perfect. This is per- we're we're in a good spot, Bears fans. But we can always be better. Um, the one thing we didn't really address about the draft was like, what did we what did polls not address? And that's the edge, right? Unless right. we're to believe Bruce Feldman about about the Oregon guy. Uh, I think his name was. A, a lot of vagina, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, but there's there's free agents out there. There's two or three dudes that we could fill in for a year or two if if needed. I, everybody's fapping themselves about the the Colts guy, uh, Yannick something or other. Oh, I yeah. don't remember. I think he's shooting against a run, the but guy, he's, the soft yeah, jazz yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Frank Clark, right? People are drawing that line because of polls. Um, that's fine. We still have cap, plenty of cap space. Like, if we sign an edge, like a veteran edge, then whole oh baby, all of a sudden things look pretty good. We're not just relying on Travis Gibson and Dominique yeah. Robinson. We have to. I mean, we have to. That's just like that's our biggest hole right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we <laughs> did we completely did we completely fix the offensive line as well. Um, I don't know that we, I don't, I don't know that we did to be honest. I mean, it's so we're going back to the like center, right? So we signed Nate Davis for one of the guard guard positions. Jenkins scoots over to left, but he'll play eight games. Like, like we were talking about. Right. Right. So it's, um, our, I know we're kind of like, we've already shown our cards here in season five about how we feel. So it's going to be Whitehair versus Lucas Patrick versus uh, the Illini guy. Doug Kramer. Right? Yeah, Doug Kramer. And then the, the loser, if you will, between those is going to be – they're both going to be swing guards, I guess. That's a problem. Yeah, that's – Probably. I wish – I really wish we saw – I wish Patrick wasn't hurt so much last year so I could definitively say he sucks get him off the roster i just i i'm only assuming that he does yeah i think he sucks i i'm <laughs> i'll i'll go there for you i think he stinks um man i don't know we had probably the worst offensive line when it came to the passing game we were the worst offensive line in, in the league 
and what it what was the the only things we changed is we drafted a rookie tackle and signed Nate Davis. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing we changed, and I don't I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, but they, I think they got to sign one more. I mean, if, if Michael Schofield is he still around or oh, Riley Stop Reef? That. We're gonna we still <laughs> those guys still like milling around Hallis Hall. What's that's I think it's a problem. I think that's still a problem. And the the pass rush, having an edge guy is number one, easy number one. Um, but that offensive line, we need we need to make sure we're okay there. Yeah, I I think had we drafted like your center of the future, ideally your guy from Minnesota, I think I'm sure you would have felt a lot better. And most Bears yep. fans of replacing sixty percent of the line hoping for the best for Braxton Jones. One thing about Braxton Jones that I'm hopeful for, and that this may prove a complete folly, is that he, granted he was not amazing last year, but I'm basing this off of one article in The Athletic. They've redrafted the 2022 draft, and they said if we could do it all over again, how would how would things fall? Braxton Jones would have been pick number 19 in the draft. So okay. <laughs> so I'm so now what I'm doing, this is typical Bill Doinks. I'm now saying you gotta give the first rounder from twenty twenty two another <laughs> year. <laughs> you gotta you gotta let him stretch his legs. He took every snap and in and, and all due respect to the guy, he did take every snap. When was the yeah. last time a Bears offensive lineman took every snap? No honestly. doubt. It's right? very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Okay, I will. I will give Braxton Jones one more year. I don't know about you, Dan Dunks. I'm willing yeah. to do it. Oh, I'm not. I, look, I'm. I'm not out on him. I'll. I'll say that. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying run him out of town. I'm just not as sure as a lot of Bears fans that he's like uh, the answer for ten plus years at left tackle. <laughs> and it's not just him. It's a whole offensive line. It's no. just absolutely just guard. But for some reason, it's a run game. They're great. Just any time they got to take a step back and gather themselves for a pass rush, they were absolute mess. And some of that's on fields as well. Yeah. So um, sure. it's uh, I don't know they they still have some work to do, but I'm I'm excited for for they they can't be worse than last year. <laughs> they just can't no. be worse, and that hinges on fields being better. The wide receivers are better. Maybe Cole Komet takes a step in the right direction. The running game, who knows? Um, but they just can't be worse. <laughs> I'll kill myself if they're worse. Well, Sam Mustafer is gone. Thank God. I think that, I looked it. I looked it up. Yes, big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, big time. I looked it up yesterday. See who he signed with, and he signed with nobody, which just even more solidified just how awful he is. That. He's flat, just flapping in the wind out there. And his brother, did his brother get drafted? No. Um, I don't know if he signed PJ, right? PJ oh, Mustafer. Get please no more Mustafers in my life. Mm-mm. Just you go just kiss Olin Krutz diamond teeth and just get out of my life. God damn it. Yeah, didn't PFF try to convince us that Sam Mustafer was like a uh, a plus center? Uh-huh. Like like, yeah, he was so good. 
<laughs> then why why is he still available? That's it's completely ridiculous. He was so bad last year. He yeah. All right, whatever. I mean, we're 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 trending in the right direction. Yes. I yes. I will uh there's a long long off season still left. We'll see who they sign. Just go from there, baby. Just go That's from there. Right. Bears Bears got a shot. Bears got a shot to make the playoffs. We'll do we'll talk about that it's when we do this prediction for the schedule. Okay. That sounds good, which will be next Thursday. But before yes. we get there, uh, let's hear from our buddy Grease Tank Frank. He is back. We are in the heart of auto racing season, and then you will hear from Dan and I. To wrap up, Penis. Oh, warning! Vroom, vroom! Auto sports. Dip shits. Dipsticks. Max Verstappen. Dip, shits and dipsticks. Lewis Hamilton. Shits and dipsticks. Ferrari. With the owner of Grease Tank Racing, Grease Tank himself. Dip shits and dipsticks. Red Bull, Red Bull. Auto Sports. Welcome back to Dip Shits and Dipsticks with your boy Grease Tank. I apologize for missing the last episode. Um. Normally, I would take responsibility for it, but I'm going to blame my dog, Moe's, because he's an idiot. Folks, it's May. May is a huge month for auto racing. Between Formula One, IndyCar, and NASCAR, some of the biggest races of the season are all this month. So, I'm not going to fuck around anymore. Let's get right into it. Let's start with NASCAR. So, a lot to cover on NASCAR. Let's start with the race that happened... A few hours ago, thanks to a uh, heavy rains and thunderstorms, they had to postpone the race at Dover Speedway, also known as the Monster Mile. So they they had it at noon on Monday. And uh, shout out to Brother Ty, Martin Truex Jr. finally snapped 54-race winless streak to still win at the Monster Mile. Awesome pit strategy at the end with seven laps to go. Two tires, first one out of there, held him off, congratulations. That's huge. First win since 2021. His fourth win at the Monster Mile. Good for him. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happened here. Ross Chastain got into a uh, slower lapped car. Took out uh, Kyle Larson. So that's going to be uh, that's going to stir up some drama. Can't wait for that. Uh, let's see who's in the standings right now. Uh, Ross Chastain and Christopher Bell are pretty neck and neck in the top. Um, Christopher Bell had a win at Bristol Dirt a few weeks ago. Uh, Kyle Busch has his second win of the season from Talladega. So I mean, lot lot of different lot of different winners this season so far, and it's going to be even better because we've got Kansas next week. Kansas is a fun track. Darlington, the two tough to tame Darlington with two different size turns on each end. That's always 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 a fun track. And then, North Wilkesboro is coming back from the dead. It's going to be an all-star race, so I don't think it's going to count for any points. But, it's still going to be fun. It's an awesome short track that's got a ton of history, a ton of heritage. Expect all the cars to have retro, um, you know, liveries. And then, all the way at the end, during Memorial Day weekend, we have the Coca-Cola 600. The longest, most grueling race the entire season. 
600 miles around Charlotte Motor Speedway. It starts at like four in the afternoon and it ends at like midnight. It's 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 unbelievable. I mean, I if you like NASCAR, that's six hours of NASCAR right there. It is fantastic. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. I can't wait. You can't wait. I'm excited. Now we're moving on to IndyCar. We're four races in, and there's already been four different winners. We've got Scott McLaughlin, Marcus Erickson, Joseph Newgarden, and Kyle Kirkwood, all victorious so far this season. These races have been so fun to watch. So fun to watch. The boys were down at... uh, Oh, I forgot what it's called. Barber Motorsports Park. There it is, down in Alabama. Uh, awesome track. This is the first road course. Everything else has been either ovals or been uh, street courses. Awesome track. A lot of overtaking. Um, we've got Scott McLaughlin and uh, Roman Grossjean. Grossjean. Gross. I can't. I, I can't pronounce his name, dude. It's spelled like Grossjean, but it's French, so it's like Groyan or something. So I'm just going to call him Gross Gene. I'm sorry, but we're just going to roll with that. Them two were fighting for the lead all race. It's been awesome back and forth battles. It's side by side. At one point, they almost took each other out. Poor Gross Gene. That was his fifth second place finish in the last like six races or something like that. Unbelievable. Right now, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, for the standings, there are five people that are all within 15 points of each other. Up at top is Marcus Erickson. Behind him is Pato Award, Alex Pillow, Scott McLaughlin, and Romain Grossjean. So it's anybody's it's anybody's championship. It's anybody's race. The month of May is huge for IndyCar. It's basically Indianapolis all month long. You got nothing going on this weekend. Next weekend, they're going to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway to do the road course. And then after that, it's the Indy 500 festivities, baby. Memorial Day weekend is the Indy 500 weekend. It's on. It's the biggest show on earth. It's the Super Bowl times a trillion. It's the World Series times a Brazilian. It's the Daytona 500 on steroids. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Let's see. No, that's it. Just just tune in for that. Indy 500 coming up here. You can't miss it. Pageantry, patriotism, 230 mile an hour going through an oval. Oh, man. I'm getting randy just thinking about it. So let's finish with Formula One. Formula One's been a little weird so far. There's been uh, four races, and only two people have won those four races. And they're both on the same team. You got Sergio Perez with two with two victories. And Max Verstappen with two victories. And right now, those guys are six points apart from each other. Normally, on a Formula 1 team like this, you have one guy dominating and the other guy supporting. This is neck and neck. They might let these guys duke it out. I'm very excited about this. Normally it's like Lewis Hamilton with 140 points and then Valtteri Bottas, his teammate, with 72 or something like that. But no, these guys actually are out for blood for each other. So that makes for good racing. That makes for good racing, internal battles, love the drama. 
It's going to look so good on Drive to Survive next season. They were in, oh, I can't even pronounce the name, uh, Bahrain or something like that, or I don't even know. Um, somewhere in the Middle East, awesome street track. Kind of a boring race, very uneventful, one safety car, but a couple, couple of good things to note. Uh, Fernando Alonso keeps dominating. Right now he's third in the standings. Uh, he didn't podium this time. Thanks for that, I bet on him. But he took fourth. Uh, McLaren came with some new upgrades with their cars, which is great because they have been slower than dog poop. Uh, Haas keeps sucking, of course, um, whether it be the car or the strategy. You had uh, Nico Hulkenberg sitting in 10th all race, and they were banking on a safety car or a red flag to pit because you have to pit at least once in these races. And lo and behold, didn't happen. So he had to pit at the end of the race and went from 10th to 17th. Unbelievable. Uh, Ferrari, fast and qualifying, slow in racing, so nothing new there. At least the uh, at least the power units didn't blow up this time. Um, oh, yeah, at the very end of the race, a uh, bunch of media crew starting to run out into the pits to start, you know, forming up at the uh, victory lane, and the track was still hot. Esteban Oaken went to go pit to pick up... Uh, you know, to, to put on some fresh tires and see if he can get a fast lap. And people were running out into the pit lane. And he almost hit a camera guy. So that's going to get looked into. Um, that's going to be the hot topic for the next few weeks. Speaking of the next few weeks, they're in Miami, baby. They are racing down Pitbull's butt crack. Miami was a cool track last year. It was hot as hell. They had fake water, a fake marina with boats in it. Um, I'm sure they're doing it again this year, but um, expect either uh, Max Verstappen or Sergio Perez to to win that race. Um, I don't know. Every every Formula One race, I like to sprinkle a little Lewis Hamilton because he's always plus twenty two hundred or something like that to win. And one of these days he's gonna get it. He's due. Last year he didn't win a race, but he he's due this year, and he needs it. And my wallet needs it. Uh, what else are we looking at? Oh, yeah, like I said, May. Huge auto racing month. Memorial Day weekend. The boys are in Monaco. Monaco is one of the most beautiful tracks in the world over in Europe. They race right on the waterfront. There's hardly even any stands there because you're either sitting on balconies of apartments or you're sitting on yachts looking at the track. It's literally the richest thing I've ever seen. And honestly, I don't think I'll ever go because I don't think they'll allow me in. Uh, I don't think jorts are allowed at Monaco, which is a damn shame in my opinion. But Monaco, one of the most beautiful tracks, one of the most legendary races of all time. That will start your Memorial Day weekend morning. You go from that... You go to IndyCar for Indy 500, and then you finish with the Coca-Cola 600. I'm going to repeat this again later in the month to remind you, but it's one of the best days of racing of all time. From 7 a.m. to midnight, you're watching racing, and I can't wait for that. So prep your bodies now so you're ready for Memorial Day weekend for all the racing that you can possibly swallow. And with all that being said, that's it for now. I'll see you guys later. We'll talk more cars we'll talk more auto racing we'll uh tickle each other's dipsticks a little bit
Man, I'm tired. Boys, cut it out. With that, just remember to check your dipsticks regularly. And as always, grit meets grease. Dip shits, dipsticks. Dip shits and dipsticks. It's dip shits and dipsticks with grease tank. Dip shits and dipsticks. Vroom vroom. Auto sports. Okay, buddy. Let's wrap this mother up. Uh, this is fun. I think your comps were amazing. Um, new bears. We got new bears on the team. That's that's always fun. Happy draft bears. season's over. The rumors were getting old. Just all the smoke, even around Will Levis. I was sick of hearing it. CJ Stroud. Oh, he's a dummy. He went second. It was all. It was all made up. So. Um, what else we got, Bill? What else is going on in your life? So something that uh, I meant to address earlier in the show, Dan, I know um, you were attacked on episode two of season five by a guy you had not heard it yet. Um, have you had a chance to listen back and hear what Jacob Infante had to say about you? As I think good segue from, from mock draft talk. Yeah. Um... If you have not heard the audio of what uh, Jacob and Fuego said about me, um, he threatened to kill me. Uh, do I have that right? He, he threatened to, mm-hmm. to, to murder me mm-hmm. um, for just questioning his sources. Uh, now, his sources were wrong. I think yes. he, he predicted that if either of the Ohio state guys are there when the bears pick at nine or, you know, 10, whatever that the bears were definitely taking one of those players. Uh, one of them was available and the bears didn't take him. So mm-hmm. I think threatening me with, uh, with murder was a bit harsh. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, if, if maybe he could try to kill me with, uh, with just drown me in mock, mock drafts, um, that, it seems like he's trying to do that anyway. So I don't, it was weird. It was a weird reaction for someone that I've never met or really interacted with. And, um, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was creepy. It was creepy. It was weird. Um, thanks for contributing, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to wrap this up, but it was, it was yeah. strange. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he said what he did. Personally. <laughs> I think um, he said things that we've all wanted to say to you. Okay. Uh, like, you know, you're you're an opposing guy, and both verbally <laughs> and physically. And I think I'm glad somebody <laughs> finally stood up to you to offer these hands as okay. a threat and a promise. Um, no, I, I truthfully, I'm uncomfortable with it but not as uncomfortable as I am about the fact he has done multiple 2024 mock drafts already. Like, who's asking for that? Especially from him. I don't want it from him. I don't want it from anybody, but definitely right. not some random guy that, I, I don't know. I hate it. 
Well, I mean, I wish he had better sources that would tell him to stop doing that. You know, you don't see, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper putting out 3,000 2024 drafts right now or Todd McShay or any of those draft guys. Just just stop. Just stop doing it. Or, or here's the thought, do them and just walk away from your computer. Don't share them. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Mm-mm. And then you get yourself into a situation where you're trying to say, I told you so. I told you so. This was in my mock draft. I told you so. And then people are like, well, you were wrong. And then you have to stoop to a level where you're threatened to kill somebody. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Shouldn't we wait to know the order of the teams and who is declared for the draft? Like, I feel like that should be yeah. like a simple common sense rule like that's what mock draft season mm-hmm. should start mm-hmm. yeah i don't know just just that's a just... little something off the top of my head i you know i just like you know i just like to do things with my life just in general that are not making up fake scenarios for s- sports that may happen in a year when i don't know shit uh, basically i'm saying just get a life yeah jacob and fuego just get a life. Get out, go, maybe see a movie or, you know, find a woman with, with diamond teeth and mm-hmm. give her a smooch. I don't know. Okay. Just do something. Do something, buddy. And don't threaten me again or I will bitch slap you. <laughs> yeah, and that is both a threat and a promise from Dan Doinks. Um, I will say, in Jacob's defense... I'm pretty excited about the 2024 draft with the Bears having eight, maybe nine picks already, depending on Ian Cunningham's status. So uh, I'm not going to do a mock. Actually, I did. I did do one with <laughs> with Mark on uh, on on our WhatsApp, and I picked all Line and UTSA wide receivers you're who were not available yet. For, I know you're such I a am. sucker for UTSA. 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 Um. Yeah, well, I, don't, I think we could put that to bed. I, I don't have anything yeah, else to fine. say about it. Okay, it's, all it right. No, that's weird. good. That's good. No, I'm glad. Um, any follow-up about Mario Brothers or anything else? Are you watching anything great? Should the audience um, put anything in their queue, uh, courtesy of Dan Doinks? Mm, my daughter made me wa- uh, watch Wednesday. Have you seen that? Okay. I know it's not new. My daughter it's, likes it's... it also. Uh, did you like it? I've not watched it. I've uh, watched a few episodes. Uh, fell asleep. Okay. Uh, but what from what I saw, it's not bad. Not a bad show. Okay. My daughter's also nine. I feel like it's uh, it's gonna. We may have problems with um, nightmares. Oh, this is a few just kind of kind of gross, gross, uh, violent parts to it. So uh, that could be an issue that I'm waiting to. Uh, waiting to pop up and we'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah but um no other than that just hanging out cubs cubs are red hot not really they just got swept this weekend uh the Sox d- decided to win a game did i see that correctly yeah yeah um yeah we're not talking about them let's not waste oh, everybody's okay. time <laughs> okay fair enough um yeah mario i'm excited to see mario's overalls again mm-hmm. uh great performance a lot of just gross scenes um i you know 
the the scene on on Rainbow Row uh, on the back of Donkey Kong's uh, cart was uh, was beautiful and made me uncomfortable all at the same time. So um, I think I think we'll see that uh, come Oscar time. I can't wait. Who's hosting Oscars this year? Do you know? Is it going to be? Um... Yeah, Will Smith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. That'll be great. Um, all right, Dan. I got nothing else. This has been a great episode, possibly. Hard to say. I'm looking forward to next Thursday. It is scheduled release. We will do as tradition calls for our 2023 predictions. Once we see how everything lines up, I will say I did hear today on uh, Parkins and Spiegel, Danny Parkins, who usually releases the schedule, he's the first to do it on that Thursday with kind of weird, like who is his source? Super, super weird. Um, He did say, he hinted very strongly that the Bears are definitely playing the Chiefs in Berlin first Sunday in November. Oh. That's, See you uh, there. <laughs> maybe that's the one I'll say I'll go to. Oh, no, maybe Munich. It might be Munich. Might be Munich, not Berlin. Okay. Either way. Either way, I'd rather the Bears play the Chiefs in Germany as opposed to in Kansas City, I think. Right? I think that's well, a win. I mean, just imagine. Not a win. Bears, imagine going all the way to Germany to get your, your tits yeah. blown off by the fucking Chiefs. It's that's going to be awful. Um but yeah, they'll get a nice trip out of it, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Right around Oktoberfest ish, yeah. maybe that time. So yeah, could be a fun trip if 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 you can afford it. I won't. I won't yeah. be there, but uh, but I'll pretend like I will. So there you I go. I think Coach Cuse might be going to Germany during Oktoberfest, but I'm not sure if it's not sure when. That'd be great if it was around then. Coach you, uh, respond. Yeah. Um, have you seen his tongue? I'm still not sure I've seen his tongue. No, I've not yet seen his tongue. Um, I've been trying to like, every time he talks, I try to like, I wrap my head around, you know, I have real awkward <laughs> head movements to try to find a great angle. No, I'm not, I'm not sure he has one still okay. to this day. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, keep us posted. I will. Yeah, I will, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for being a unwilling yet willing participant in Bill's comps. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully that was as enjoyable for the listener as it was for me personally. If not, I apologize. That was for my own entertainment. Uh, we will see you next Thursday. Zero dogs. How will the Bears get to 17 and 0? We will find out. See you then, buddy. Love you all, Bears.
<laughs> Fuck you, baby <PD> pressure. <laughs>